Well, this company, how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. The podcast is playing Young Rock and Metal fans. Discover new music, help find a place they connect and feel accepted. Discover new music, connect and feel accepted. Then this is the episode for you when Mark from To Kill Achilles comes on and we just get in deep and bring the positivity right to you. This is a great episode, but before we jump in, I want to thank support for this podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness. So you guys know I love podcasting, also going into mosh pits. The day before, the three days before I record this, I was in mosh pits for three straight days to bands, including The Ghost Inside twice, We Came as Romans twice, Falling in Reverse, Ice Nine Kills, Memphis May Fire, Bring Me the Horizon. It was it was a moshing good time. And to be able to do all of those consistently, I need to be what I call mosh pit fit. So that is being able to go from the beginning of the set to the end of the set, no breaks in between, and be able to smash as hard as possible. Need the strength to smash, but also at the same time, not get destroyed by the absolute giants that are in the pit because I'm not the biggest guy in the pit. I'm not going to lie. So I go to the gym like for two and a half, three hours every single day. I have to make sure that I am lifting and doing a lot of cardio. I have to prepare and recover right to achieve those fitness goals of being mosh pit fit. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They help you achieve your fitness goals with many different supplements such as pre-workout, both stim and stim free. These are the recovery compounds, protein Blends from whey-based protein, collagen-based protein, plant-based protein. These are chocolate malt whey flavor because that's just good stuff. Different types of, you know, multivitamins, creatine, and literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners and viewers, and you can get 20% off use the code CPP20 at FNXFit.com. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now on our future presentation with Mark from To Kill Achilles. This is a good one, guys. Get ready to get in deep with positivity. Are you ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. One of probably my favorite labels that I've seen bands come out of is a rising empire, especially over in Europe. Every time I've had a band come from them out of the podcast, it's always been an amazing conversation, amazing time, and the music has always been absolutely kick-ass. And, of course, if we're doing one with another band from Rising Empire, it's going to be that way. This band's brand new album, Recovery, comes out on August 11th, mixing aggression, sadness, hope, and beauty all into one whole album for you to really sink your teeth into. So please welcome Mark from the band To Kill Achilles to the podcast. So Mark, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Hi, mate. How you doing? I'm doing A-OK today, man. How are you? I'm, I'm good, man. I feel good. Feeling good? I mean, you guys got the album coming out real soon. Everything seems to be going real well for you guys. How could you not be feeling good right now? Yeah, it's it's a mixture of terror and so far things are okay. So, you know, a if it mi- keeps riding this wave, I'll be fine. I'll say a mixture of terror and things going okay. That is, that, that's not a mixture you hear very often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm quite an anxious man. So putting anything out is terrifying, but it's good. It's good. I mean, you've released four singles from it so far, so you're seeing kind of like what the response already has been from those, how people are connecting with the songs. So it kind of gives you maybe a little bit more of this less terror-filled, anxiety-fueled, you know, day, knowing that some of the stuff has already come out from the album, and it's looking like it's pretty good right now compared to how people are connecting with it, how people are listening to it, and how people are really just letting it sink into them and putting themselves into the song's messages as well. Yeah, it's 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 surprising so far. I've had like four or five different things where I was like, this is definitely going to come up in a YouTube comment. I am sure of it. And I've had none so far. I'm not even going to tell you because as soon as I say it, they'll all happen. So I'm waiting, but I feel good. (laughs) 
you, you basically were going to take the question right out of my mouth. So I was going to ask you, like, what were those things that you were wondering? But now if they haven't oh, shown up and I don't want to jinx it. Man, that just opens me up to bullying online. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's something we don't need. We don't need more YouTube comments of, you know, random things like, oh, this is what they were going to put in here, put in here, put in here. And next thing you know, every single comment from here on is just going to be all of that. And not yeah. even people that maybe have, like, seen the podcast either. It's just going to be, you know what, we said it and now it's out there and people just picked up on the vibe. Yeah, it's going to happen, but I'll wait until it does. We'll wait until it does. We'll see what happens. And you know what? Maybe maybe those things will never actually come up in the comments and it'll just be secret all the way through. I'd like that. I'd enjoy that. Well, we'll keep <laughs> it going. But one thing I know, especially about the album, because I wanted to jump into it, was that there's a lot of different things that are going into this album, especially more of this aggressive side. A lot of different topics that really dive deep into some of these emotionally heavy things that people are going through. But there's a sense of hope throughout the songs you've released so far. So when it came to writing this album, was that like one of the intentions you guys had to kind of have this feeling of hope throughout the whole entire thing with some of the topics you were covering? Yeah, yeah, that's a that was a huge part of it for us because uh, our our last record was called Something to Remember Me By. And it is the most hopeless record you will ever hear. It's it's there is no positivity in it at all. It is negative it ends in a suicide it's it's ridiculous so it's it's not good so with this record the whole part was to show the other side of of like mental health issues and stuff and show that you know the end goal should always be to get better not to live in the moment where you're feeling horrible do you know what i mean yeah, I know what you mean. It's all about trying to get past it and not live with it, not live in that agony, not live in that, you know, pressure, not live in that constant state of being less than what you truly feel like you could be or want to be. It's all about trying to get past it, trying to still feel like there is hope in a world at times where, you know, it feels like nothing's getting fixed, nothing is moving forward, and nothing is getting better. When, you know, maybe you're just almost at that breaking point where, like the tide's going to break and you're going to start, you know, improving, you start getting better, you're going to find something. But when you're constantly going through something like that, no matter what it is, and hope just doesn't seem like it's there, when you feel like it's not there, then you kind of sink further and further away from that point in time where things can start to take a turn. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much exactly the idea. <laughs> yeah, and compared to like the last album too, you know, you guys are going from something completely that is talking about these things with no hope and kind of going down that path. Now you're kind of taking the reverse of it. It's like, well, it, we live in a world where if there's a bunch of shit that's always happening, but at the same time, so many of the things you guys are talking about, a lot of us have gone through as well. And it gives us that hope and the fact that we know other people and know other artists, know anybody that has gone through this and are sharing those experiences. So we don't feel like we're going through this alone at the same time. Yeah, totally, man. I, I sometimes look at these two records like if if they could exist at the exact same time, it's almost like a split in the road of which path you can take. Like there's either you try and get better or you never get better kind of thing. And the first record, no one was getting better there. The second one, it's it's all about the idea of self-improvement and about how like taking control of your emotions and your life in general and just pushing to try and be happy with who you are is like the most important thing you can do. Or at least it's the most important thing I can do right now. See, that that makes a lot of sense. Now, let me ask you this. So when it came to writing that first one as well, just kind of relation to this one, why was that first one written with the idea of just like, you know, never really getting better? And then when you, because now people can listen to something to remember by, then they can listen to recovery and they can see that split in the road and really feel it. But when you first write in the first one, what was the mindset behind going up into it with, like no hope 
in the message and the meaning and the sound, anything like that. So a lot of the time, all the stories and all the songs and all the subject matters of the songs are all just things that have happened to us as people um, with something to remember me by. That's when I like first started getting like quite major anxiety. Uh, I had like really bad panic attacks and like anytime I left the house, I thought like I was just going to die. And so if I was invited out to somewhere to like go for a drink with some friends, I'd be sitting at the table going, I'm going to drop dead any second now. And I'm, they're going to have to deal with me just dying and I'm going to feel bad for them. It was horrible. And then like in my head at the time, I couldn't get over it. I didn't really understand what it was. I didn't understand why I was feeling like this. And like, here's the worst part, man. I got anxiety at like 27. Like I had 27 years of nothing felt great. And then suddenly I just became this total shell. And so the first record is, it's genuinely that I kind of felt a bit hopeless. Uh, all the stories and stuff are, are genuinely just like me freaking out and not knowing the answers. But now it's been, it's been about what, five years since, since we started writing something to remember by. And in that time when writing recovery, I've kind of got coping mechanisms now and like I've kind of figured out things that help me and uh, it life feels more hopeful now. Whereas before it, it kind of didn't, I realize that's really sad, but it's, I apologize. It, I, no, it's, it's not the fact that it's really sad. It's the fact that this is incredibly truthful, incredibly real, incredibly raw to the point where people that are going through something at that moment where they're struggling, no matter what it might be. Hell, I, I kind of felt the same thing as well. There's times where all of a sudden I peak a little bit of anxiety here and there. I'm like, I'm 28 right now. Well, I've never had this happen to me before. Why is this happening? And it's mentally trying to figure out, okay, instead of trying to get, you know, fall deep into that, just what's, I'm not going to get better. I'm going to have to live with this. And this is just going to be who I am. It's trying to figure out, okay, what's causing this? What is it something that is, is external, internal? And then how can I fix this in this point? And I've had those little ups and downs and I've hit those ups and all of a sudden, okay, now I'm back up and a little anxious a little bit. Now I'm going back down, fix it perfectly fine. But it's something like that where when people are listening to that the album and when they're going through this stuff, especially when it hits at such a different age, when it's something you haven't lived with for a while or if it just everything is going perfectly fine like you and 27, boom, this massive thing of anxiety hits and you're just not used to it. You're, you're struggling to figure out if life's going to get better ever or not, if you're going to get back to that same place, if you're going to be able to deal with this, and if things continue to spiral. This is even after like a couple of weeks or so, then you feel that feeling of hopelessness, and it shows, especially when you're writing something that raw and real. But then when we go to recovery, it's like, it's kind of like part two in a way, but it's also, again, like you said, that diverging path where you can go this way or you can go this way. But if people are going to listen to both albums, they're going to get both perspectives. And I'm going to say, listen to, of course, I'm remember me by first, then go to recovery due to the fact that you want to end on the hopeful note. You don't want to end on the not hopeful note, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the biggest uh, things I got told when we were playing shows and after that record, the first record came out, I was speaking to people at shows and they always said like, like just little things like I would have made it one of my favorite albums of the year, but. I could only listen to it once because it was just too hard to listen to again. Mm. And I was like, I kind of get it. Like that was kind of the point. But at the same time, I was like, man, that's difficult for people to listen to. And I, I, that kind of stuck in my head. And that, that's a big factor of why recovery is a bit more hopeful and stuff is because I was like, these songs are like, they're they're the best thing I have ever done with my life. And, and I do them with my 
best friends of all time and they're incredibly talented and I love them all and it's amazing. I'm so proud of it. And the feedback we got on that record was literally, I listened to it once, it was okay. Uh, but then I never want to hear it again because it was terrible. And I was like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> so you just got to gotta add a bit of more positivity in life and in and in our little a little form of art and it's, it feels better now well it's understandable from people to kind of think that way because if we think about it as humans and we think about it as music lovers and music listeners when we listen to music it's that form of somewhat escapism into like what we really care about what we really love it's art that really lets us express ourselves and that's why there's music of all different genres all different styles but a lot of them touch on a lot of the same topics and a lot of the same emotions just with different sounds due to the fact that a lot of us as humans we go through similar emotional waves whether it's you're feeling anxious you're feeling depressed you're feeling anger you're feeling sadness you're feeling hopeful you're feeling happy whatever it is and as humans we love to really listen to things that are going to amplify maybe what we're going for or what we're going through at that moment so you know when people are listening to something remember me by and it's like, I like the album, but I can only listen to it once because it's just so hard to listen to. It's because it's mentally taking them to a place where maybe they had struggled that much. And now they're kind of going through and reliving it. And it's something where the music is going to be stand out. It's going to be stellar. But the content is so heavy and so deep. And people are so connected to it that they're going back to a certain point in time and reliving that. It's hard for them to want to go back to that again and again. Even if the music yeah. is going to be something that is top notch. Now with recovery, it's somewhere maybe some of the similar topics are explored, but with a different side of it. And people are going to look at it and say, maybe I've gone through this stuff, but this is giving me hope to continue to go forward. And people that absolutely love heavy music can continue to use this to go forward and say, yeah, this is where I am right now, but this is not where I have to be going forward. Totally, man. Yeah, that's 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 the hope of it. And I, I've noticed it myself, like after we brought out the first record, I I probably didn't listen to it for a year like because just because we put so much into it that once it was done it was like a almost like a weight off your shoulders because i was like like living in these horrible memories of all these difficult times and and trying to explain them like whenever i like write lyrics i'm i'm not i'm not really that smart right so i can't do loads of metaphor and loads of like beautiful poetry i'm pretty to the point because i'm just telling people how it felt at that moment. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Some, sometimes it's a strength. Sometimes it's a weakness. I, I I don't really know. But doing that after that record, I was like, this is kind of taking a toll living in these memories. Mm. And then doing the new record, like, I, I like if I go to the shop to buy bread, I'm like, I'll pop my own album on, sure. <laughs> and like, I, I can I can just enjoy it a little bit more. And it's it's got a lot more replay value for me as a person and it makes me feel good so i'm hoping if that translates to other people then that would be great oh i think it's going to translate to people i mean especially you take a look at the youtube comments that are out there on those videos you take a look at any of the comments that are out there regarding any of the singles that are out there right now people are really connecting with them in such a positive way even when you're talking about some things that are deeper and darker now of course i'm going to go back to something to remember me by where yeah it's going to have that heavier content but still stuff like that is needed in its own microcosm due to the fact that for yourself, you lifted that whole entire weight off of your shoulders once it was done. Sure, you didn't want to go and revisit it because you basically had gone through what you had gone through to get to writing that album and really expressing all that, but then having to relive that in such an impactful way. And as you said, when you're writing lyrics, yeah, it is much more direct. I was taking a look at the lyrics of the singles that are out now, and yeah, it's much more direct than many of the bands that I end up looking at and listening to and really going into deep 
but it's something that you're using it more as a strength due to the fact that you're being as raw with it as possible, but you're not being so, so direct with it where people still can't connect with it. You might be talking about something that is a lot more specific and has much more of a certain point where like, okay, this is definitely about this kind of a topic. But however, the way that the sound is created, the way that it's still written, it's something where even though we know it's going to be about one piece of topic or one piece of conversation, one one idea, whatever it might be, people can still take a list in the music and even deconstruct it still back to the emotion and put themselves in it and relate to the core meaning of it by using their own uh, experiences to really get in deep with it, really get in touch with it and potentially learn something about themselves from it. Yeah, that's man, that's. I could never say that you've got this down, but, uh, but yeah, no, like I, I, I appreciate that. And like, if, if that's how it comes across, then that's, that's great. Uh, all I know is I'm in a, a lucky position to be able to like, be able to say these things that are so important to me in such an, a public way with kind of no stigma so far. I, I like, we don't get too many people shouting at us and telling us we're awful, which is, you know, handy so far. But yeah, so like it's I'm I'm just lucky to be able to to talk this open about this kind of stuff and like that's that's the most important part for me. I mean, I mean it's got to be really healthy too, especially with what you had gone through, you know, everything with the anxiety and whatnot to really still put this out there, be as open and honest about it. But at the same time, you know, because you're being open and honest about it, you're kind of letting it go and you're letting any of that potential internal stigma go because. Now it's out there. Now people can just listen to my music and know what basically happened, know what I was feeling and know what I was going through. And if anything comes back at me and they try and put it back on me, well, what what can you what can you get me with? Everyone already knows about this stuff anyway. Yeah, man. Man, let me tell you, the greatest form of therapy ever is being given a microphone and a stage and a room full of a couple of hundred people and going, I feel like this as loud as you can. Like it's it's such a relief like it's so weird every time we play shows because the content can be quite sad like the the content of the songs is is majority negative right Mm -hmm. with 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 positive meaning in there but it it can come across quite difficult to listen to in certain songs uh and every time we come off stage i I get like a someone will come up to me and they'll be like oh man i'm so sorry you feel like that and i am so excited at that moment because i've just got it all out and i feel great and i'm like man let's go get drinks let's do stuff I feel... <laughs> and then they're like are you sure that what you're saying is real and i'm like yeah man i just said it for an hour though and now i feel great so it's it's another thing that we always say like we try and give like we try and tell people like you should always just talk about what's on your mind because it feels terrifying to put it out there because you're like oh my god what are people gonna think am i gonna get judged any of this stuff, right? But see, as soon as you've vented how you feel, man, it feels great. Oh, absolutely. And even as, you know, if you hold this stuff in and the more time goes on, we're humans. This is naturally something that happens with us. If you have something that's going on and you want to talk about it, but, oh, I'm not sure how people are going to think about this. I'm not sure if I want to do this. The more you let that fester, what ends up happening is we start to create these random wacky scenarios in our heads of, all right, if I tell this person in this situation, this is what's going to happen. And naturally, as humans, we always end up getting in our minds, go towards the negative side of it instead of the positive side of it. So we create these crazy scenarios, which just amplify the problem even more within us and make us even more scared because now we're expecting all these crazy things to happen when you could, like what you said, you're going up on stage. I mean, I know not everyone has that capability, but going up on stage and being able to talk and sing this out for like an hour and then be done with it. It's like, you know what? People are going to go up to you and say, hey, you know, you really hit me. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm having a good time. Let's go have drinks. 
Why? Well, <laughs> it's all out there. You know how I was feeling at that moment. You know that I finally let this all, it's exacerbated. It's gone. Now we're having a good time and now I feel great because you can't come back at me with any of it. Similar to like, I'm going to use Caleb Shomo and Beartooth because of how much stuff that mentally he's talked about, gone through, his problems with uh, alcohol addiction, everything around there. And all the music that he wrote was high energy, aggressive, but it still had this like deeper sadness to it with everything that was going in there. But you take a look at the last two songs they released with Sunshine and Riptide, and it's like, well, it's still got the aggression there, but it's so much more positive. And people are starting to gravitate those songs more because, hell, especially right now, it's summer outside. It's sunny. I want to listen to something that's heavy, but I want to have it with like a smile on my face because I know in a couple of months it's going to be snowing here. And uh, you know what? Let's make the most out of this while we have it. Of course, man. I kind of see that in just like in in the industry in general is like there is like a a little push towards more positive stuff at the moment, I think. I kind of feel like uh, for the last couple of years, a lot of subject matter has been like incredibly negative. And maybe mm-hmm. it's because, you know, there was a pandemic that everyone had to go through. There was like all this like fear of just what's going on. I mean, like global warming at the moment and all that D- depends on your take on that and all that. But it's terrifying nonetheless. Uh, there's always there's been so many things just floating around that make you feel kind of bad. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like, you know pandemic's kind of over and stuff mm-hmm. that's cool and like that's a little shine a little light and then like things just seem to be getting a little bit better and i think people just want to feel better and it's totally reflected in music right now like i think everyone's just trying to be like hey i'm sick of feeling bad and i think that's that's great you know what i mean like if everyone's bored of feeling bad then no one gets to feel bad anymore and i love that that might be one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Everyone's bored of feeling bad, and we don't want to do that anymore. Because <laughs> I, I think about it from from my perspective as well. Being 28 years old, like, wh- ever since I was been a kid, it seems like in the news, it seems like anything that's around you, it always, in the world, it always has some of this negative flow to it all the time. Ever since the September 11th attacks in, in New York, it's like all of a sudden there's different, pro- all these political problems, all these different wars that keep happening all these different uh, civil unrest things that keep happening, different, uh, you know, global warming, again, depending upon your whatever your take is on it, whatever your take is on it, the pandemic. And then in music, we're seeing at times, you know, the unfortunate loss of, you know, great musicians at young ages still. And there's always to be some sort of like one crisis here, back to back to back. And we've gone through it for so many years. And especially with the pandemic kind of being, I would say, the absolute peak of that due to the right now, due to the fact that it was a worldwide thing that everyone dealt with. And a lot of people dealt with in a very similar manner where you were locked away from everybody socially because everything else was closed up and you couldn't be within six feet of each other. But now that it's broken, you know, I look at this way. It's broken. Festivals are full force now. There's no restrictions whatsoever when you go to these places. So people want to get back together. People want to be happy again. People don't want to live in misery for 20 plus years and go through this shutdown and be isolated from everybody. So now that there's some music that's really going, especially Mel, more towards the positive side of things, I think people are, especially when you go to shows, people are happier. People are more just friendly. People, you you can talk to people in the crowd. I do it all the time, but I'm seeing more and more random people just talking to random people in the crowd. You may never met them, but I'm going to either know your name or I'm going to be like, hey, I just hit you in the pit. What's up, dude? <laughs> well, man, you're, you're, t- you're totally right. I think another thing as well is like, I don't know about you, but I now feel lucky after that to be doing anything. So like when, when everything was shut down, when you couldn't go to a festival, maybe for years I was spoiled where I was like, oh, 
I just have these opportunities. So it's not a big deal. As soon as everything got taken away, you were like, oh man, my life was actually pretty good. And now it's definitely worse. And it's worse for everyone on the entire planet. So it's like a shared trauma, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And now you go back to you go back to festivals, like you said. I'm grateful to be there. And not that I wasn't before, but I am now extremely grateful to be there. I'm sitting knowing that it's going to be one of the best days that I'm going to have that year. I like I think that's the positive shift. You know, everyone got a taste of how bad it could be. And like no one wants that anymore. So damn right, you know? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I'm still thinking about like this, the previous weekend before before we recorded this, I was at a festival and it was only a two day festival, but the first day it's like, okay, I'm hanging around, you know, seeing a couple of bands. Then all of a sudden the ghost inside goes on and we're throwing people around like crazy. Everyone's having a blast doing it. And at the end of their set, it's like, okay, we all have like five minutes to run down this massive hill because the stage at the bottom is being headlined by Bring Me the Horizon. So we got to get there because we're going to have some fucking fun. And it just keeps going back and forth and yeah, I, I remember during the pandemic, it was, you know, I'm, I'm still, I still have a full-time job. I still do at this point. But the thing that kept me through where it's like, I miss shows so damn much. It was being able to talk to musicians, being able to do a podcast, just do something like that to keep that kind of feeling going. And then all of a sudden when shows came back, I remember telling myself, I'm not going to take this for granted. And I actually really, really, really overdid it. But I look back yeah. and I'm like, I remember going to like, it was like 10 shows a month at one point. I'm like, geez, how did, and it, it's not like, you know, shows I'm just going and just chilling. It's like, no, if there's a pit for me, I'm going to be in the middle of it every freaking time because I don't want to miss out on this. Sure. How, I'm like, how did I do this? But I look back now, I think, man, was that a great time? And I always think about that going into shows as well now where it's, even if I'm not feeling the best going into, I'm like, I know by the end of it, I want to be thankful that I was here. And remember yeah. what the pandemic taught me. This is what you wanted. You 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 don't want to not go without this. So get in there, man. That's so I was like, get yeah. in there. Yeah, too right, man. That's class. That's wicked. It's it, it's a beautiful thing. And that's why, especially, again, going back to recovery now, where it's, again, coming off of the pandemic, coming off of all the stuff you went through, bringing more of those things to light, but with more of that positive spin behind it where people can connect with it. Again, you're connecting on more of this positive side of things. People are starting to connect with it and feel like, again, they can get better because look at the pandemic. We went all through that crap. Now we're on the other side of it. We, especially of us that are still here, we got past it. So now let's take this with the positive side of things because there's always going to be shit in the world that's going to be bad. It's there's it's never going to be peaceful. It never is. Yeah. So let's find those places where we can be peaceful, where we can enjoy ourselves, where we can connect with others in a positive way. And let's enjoy those because... When you live in a world with almost 8 billion people, not everyone's going to be happy. But if we find the people that are happy, that we love to be around, let's amplify that because life's short. You know, we're not going to always be here. Yeah, that's a big thing. I will warn anyone as well who listens to this or watches it or however you like to export your media. (laughs) But um, (laughs) there are still some super sad songs on this new record. Mainly two. There's mainly two songs that are going to break anyone more than the last record and more than anything we've done before. And they are the, the, the big scary ones. And like, just be prepared. It's mostly positive. There's messages that are all good, but there is still just prepare yourself. We've, we played like two shows recently. And like, I was like, man, we should do the, the big one, the, the sad one. (laughs) It's not out yet or anything. So I can't say anything, but I was like, we'll do it at this show just to see how it goes down. And like, like, I've seen like 20 people at the front in tears. Like it's a 
there there is some negative stuff. So just as much as I'm preaching positivity, my record's still sad. I, I apologize, but it's, there's it's sad with a good message. I promise. Damn, now you make me want to like look through this tracks and like, okay, guess which song it is. But now you're not gonna tell me because you're gonna say wait till it comes out and hear it for yourself so you can actually feel it for that first time and not just oh no, this is gonna be the one. No, go yeah. through the whole album and really take it all in. Yeah, I reckon I reckon you'll know when you hear it. Like, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah, because for a second there, I thought like when I was going here, time I'm like, man, are you talking about the cave at this point at time at all, or like that's where I thought quite. you were going with it at that. Yeah, not quite. Uh, it's a couple. There's two songs. If what if I got across what I was trying to get across, then it's horrific. But for me and my friends, like there's one song I can't listen to. You know, like I just I just find it too difficult. Well, I mean, if you're singing those songs live and you have the people in the crowd right in, on the barricade start crying because they're really feeling the emotion behind it, I think you're hitting on your message. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm one of those, uh, I, my friends would call me a twat. That's basically it. But, uh, I have these like little things where like one of the tracks on the record, like w- when I wrote the words, I was like, right, this is cool. I think I can only do this once. So it's just a one take. I only ever did it once. I don't think we're going to play it live. I don't know. And I was like, there's like a piece there that I'm like, that only exists in that moment. It only ever happens once. And that's it. And that stuff like that, I'm kind of into. So there's a lot of that as well. I feel like there might be... I feel like there might be a moment later down the line where you might play that live just as time goes on and all of a sudden maybe you start to come to terms with whatever that song is about, really connect with it in a different way. Similar, like, I'm I'm going to go back to the ghost side because I literally was just, I just saw this two out of three the last nights where they played the song White Light, which is about uh, Jonathan Vigil, their lead uh, vocalist. It was about the death of his younger brother. Yeah, that and that's song like, like, is incredible. Yeah, like, that's a hard one to get through and they're playing it live on this run right now. Oh, like, wow. And it was something where the previous night before we record this, I was in Chicago and I was, I saw the show. So they, uh, so they played it and I mean, they sounded fantastic, but then at the end of it, you heard Jonathan say, thank you guys for, you know, thank you guys, you know, for listening to the songs between it. And I like, I, I hope my little brother's happy or it would, it's like, you know, you know, uh, Man, that would break me. You Ugh. could hear, you could hear, you could hear his voice, like just really struggling to say that. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's gotta be hard to play that live. It has to be near impossible. But then to go out and just do it as intensely as you did and then try and get that across and still just break up around there. Well, you've got, you know, 2000 people in the crowd with at least 200 of us trying to kill each other. All like, you know, now arm in arm with each other, just going like, woo, just all in support. It's it's somewhere I feel like at some point in time, maybe, you know, maybe five, 10, maybe 15 years down the line, you might play that song live because enough time has passed where you feel like you can get through it, but you have a different appreciation for what that song is about, given yeah. different perspectives in life and different opportunities and different uh, events that you go through. I totally, man. It's that's like the it's just growth, isn't it? As a person, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of growth. And I guess I've got a couple of wounds that are still a bit fresh, but things heal, and and everyone gets better. You know what I mean? So I'll I'll, I'll take your advice. I'll I'll give you a text if I ever decide. <laughs> oh. oh. Not only give me a text if you decide, just say like, okay, I'm doing it at this venue on this day, <laughs> even though it might be in the UK, can you, are you, you better get over here and be like either in the front row for it or in the pit. <laughs> My response will be, I'll be in the pit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll get that. <laughs> no, that sounds cool, man. Oh, perfect. Now I'm getting even more excited for that moment. Cause I haven't been over back to, I was in Europe once in 2019. I've been trying to go back, but of course oh, the cool. pandemic kind of like killed that for a bit. Where'd so. you go? 
I was in Croatia for a couple of days and I was in Amsterdam Man. for the craziest 40 hours of my entire life. Croatia is a beautiful looking place. Oh, it, it, it is fantastic. I ended up staying like literally along the coast and it was just, then I was on an island for three days in the middle of the Adriatic oh, dude. Sea. It was, it was perfect. Yes, that sounds class. Oh, only, I miss only one thing about that. I did not find a concert with a mosh pit during that time. I was doing too yeah. much crap. Yeah, that's that's a difficult one. It, it is because I because now it's like, of course, I've been much more into music over the past couple, like past five years, really gotten deep with it, go to concerts all the time. I'm like, I need to experience a crowd outside the United States at this point. Like, that's really, really heavy and really, really into it. Mainland Europe crowds, they they go as well. It's great. It's like the, it's some of the best shows I've ever played have been mainland Europe. And I, I love it. Like, they're just so into everything. And I love that. I feel like there's. I don't know what it's like in the States. I've never been a guide. Uh, but like there are certain places where like you get people in the crowd who are like, I don't know, maybe they think they're cool or they don't want to get into it or something like that. Or maybe it's like even just nervousness and stuff like that. Seeing like Germany, people just go, I'm alive right now and I'm going to do whatever I want. And I love it. It's, you can totally tell it's so amped. All right. Now I got to plan my next trip. Like, okay, where am I going to be? Here, here, here. Germany. It's so good. Dude. <laughs> it's like, how long are you going to be there? I don't know. Two weeks. How many shows are you going to see? One a day. Yeah, you know, 14. whatever happens, happens. By the time that, four, the time that last day is going to come around, I'm going to be like, help, please. Yeah. I can't go no yeah. more. Yeah, I feel that. So just kind of thinking about that, what has been the best show you've ever played? And was it in mainland Europe? Oh, it probably was actually, yeah. <laughs> um, so, in terms of like, in terms of a favorite for me, and if you asked any of the other guys, every answer will be different. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are certain standouts for me that just like work. So, uh, my favorite that I've ever played, it was called uh, Rockstad Extreme Festival. It's in Romania. Um, and... I think the headliner was like in flames, which, <laughs> which was great because like our guitarist, Larry, he loves that band so much. So he was just amped to get to go and see them. You know what I mean? Uh, but it was the first show that we played where it was like an outdoor festival. It was the first time we ever did it. Uh, and there must have been like a thousand people there, which is decent, right? We were not main stage. Let me tell you that. Mm -hmm. um, but I got that moment of like, it was outside. It was 36 degrees or something uh, Celsius, please. And yep. uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was so hot and you walked out and you got to see the big crowd of people. And like, it felt like I was doing the thing that like, we all start playing in bands and stuff because when you were 15, you would play, like I started playing bass. That was what, what I did first. And I used to play Metallica songs in front of the mirror and imagine that I was at download festival in the UK. Right. That's that, that was my entire childhood. So walking out onto this festival that had all the rigging up the sides with the big PA and the like so many people and the sun beating down, I was like, I'm actually James Hetfield. Like I'm not, <laughs> but I might as well be. Mm -hmm. And like I loved it, man. It was it's so good. Like I think we only played for like 40 minutes or something, and it went in a flash, and I barely have any memory of it because it kind of just disappears. Like it's just so quick that like I have maybe like three photographs in my head that I can think of. And that's all I know. But I remember at the end, just being like, I am a rock star. Like that's a, and like, and I wasn't, it didn't even go that well. I just, it was great, man. That was so good. 
it's moments like that that really stand out, not only for like musicians, but as fans as well, where, you know, it's those moments where you go to some show or you're playing some show and it's just something that just takes over you where you remember you were there. You don't necessarily remember anything that really happened because you were just so lost in the moment. You were living so much in the present that when you look back at it, you just remember maybe like, again, you have the one snapshot or two in your head. But the thing that will never go away from you is the emotion that you felt during that time because you were so into it into just being present at that moment where everything in life just didn't matter. Like for you, nothing else in life mattered but the fact that you're playing music and you were doing the thing that you wanted to do ever since you were in front of your mirror pretending to be, you know, in Metallica (laughs) at Download Festival playing a bass, you know, just trying to go like all Robert, just having a good time. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, man. It was class. And then on top of that, like we had merch sellers. So at the end they were just like, oh, you've made like 200 quid or something. It was nothing. We were like pretty small on the bill. And we're like, right, we can either spend this on petrol or just spend it all on booze. And everyone's like, well, let's just get Levitt. And uh, man, I don't remember leaving the festival. Everyone was ruined. But like there was like a fire festival thing where like people were spitting fire and stuff. And there was like fireworks going off. And I barely remember anything, but it was like such a good time. So it was class, man. Again, maybe don't remember everything that happened. But all you remember was it was one of the best times ever. Loved it. Absolutely. And then it kind of, again, there's the positivity in it all. You know, we, we went through so much crap, especially we lost live music where you go to these festivals. Again, you're not going to have a night like that every single night. You're not going to have a night like that every single night you go to a concert, but you never know what might happen. You're going to have those nights. You might have a night where things just don't go so well, but it's those nights you look back at it and you think, man, I would have much rather been doing that than sitting at home watching Netflix and dreading going to work the next day. Dude, that's it. Like, like it's not lost on us of how lucky we are as people to even just have a shot at this. Like, we're not the biggest band in the planet at all. Um, we just do what we do, and we're just a group of friends who just love doing it, you know. And it's ridiculous that we've got this opportunity that that some people, even like myself, literally dreamed of for years to be able to do anything remotely similar to what we can do now. And like, it's just ridiculous. Like, sometimes you need to like go back and really like acknowledge that if you met your 15 year old self, he would think you were so cool. Do you know what I mean? Like in my case, anyway, like if I met me at 15, I'd be like, that guy's weird, but I would love to play the same thing that he's doing. And so like, I've done it. I did the thing that I wanted to do so far. And that's so exciting to me. But again, I realize it's a massive privilege and I'm really thankful for it. It is a massive privilege, but it's something where I still think about it in this terms where no matter what you're doing, it's something where try and find the thing that's going to make you happy in life because you're going to look back in time and think again like that. Look back to your 15-year-old self and think about if you met your 15-year-old self now, what would that person think of you? I think of it as that person would look at me and say, who the hell is this guy? Why did I turn into this guy? This 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 makes no sense. The only thing that I have in common with this guy is the fact that we both like Rise Against, and that's about it. That's I mean, Rise Against is amazing. So. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing I have in common with my 15-year-old self, really. But then I look at him like, okay, but now let's jump a little bit later. Let me jump to when I was 22. Let's see if when I was 22, if I met myself now at 22, at 28, what would, be, what would that person be thinking? And that person would be... One envious of me of like, damn, I can't believe you're doing that, but also happy because it would mean that in six years, this person that was 22, that was absolutely miserable would be in the position I'm at right now and smiling, doing everything that he loved in life. It's like, you know what? 
that's that again it doesn't matter what time you look at it but there's going to be a point in time you can go back to and meet yourself at that point in time and that person's going to think what you're doing now is the coolest shit ever if you're going after what you, if you're kind of like trying to go after something that's going to make you happy and what you love and not just doing something because society says you should do that or it's the thing that your parents wanted you to do or just something that you think is safe because a lot of times yeah, you're losing out on life if you're just going to play it safe yeah man you're totally right like i so this is not a flex at all mm-hmm. but um like i am one of the luckiest people i can i can imagine right so like my day job is that i produce for other bands right so i record music all day and then in my spare time i do music with my best friends and like my entire life revolves around this whole thing right i, I don't have a boss i don't have a time to go to work i don't have anything like that i just get to live entirely in music and then also play in a band that's like my favorite thing to do and like I, I, it's ridiculous how lucky I am. So when you take it back to if I met myself when I was younger and stuff, mm-hmm. I think the guy would be like, "All those mental health issues look crap, but the rest of it looks sick." <laughs> and like, it's it's a trade off, you know. Like I think that's why I, I think that's why I talk a lot about like negative stuff and stuff like that. It's like because genuinely in life, I'm I'm a pretty happy guy, man. Like I'm I'm a very lucky guy, and I'm very aware that I'm a very lucky guy, which is really cool. Um. But then there's still like a negative side to everything. Mm-hmm. And I like to be able to just kind of put mine across and be like, look, even though on paper, like I've got it made for for myself, you know, I'm, I don't make money, earning, but I have a good time. Um, yeah, I, on paper, I'd seem like a really happy, normal guy. And like behind the sheet, you know, behind the veil, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of stuff that people don't see. And I was just like, in music, if we put that into our songs, so that it's just like shows that side, but then at the same time, act grateful for everything that we get, everything that we do, because that is that that's the split. Do you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. there's beauty in life, and then there's trauma, and there is always going to be a middle ground, and that's where we all live. And you just have to be aware of both and be aware of how to deal with both. Yeah, and, and it comes in life too, where where you're kind of coming from the lucky side of it is the majority of it, especially look on paper, looks like you haven't made, but of course there's always gonna be some piece in there that's gonna be for the negative. And on the flip side as well, there might be people that are going through life where things just aren't going very well and they've been dealt a bad hand, unfortunately, and things are consistently more on the negative, but there's always gonna be some positive in there that you can kind of reflect and you can focus on. Maybe things aren't going well, maybe you're struggling, but you have a great family structure around you and you have a great mom and dad. Maybe you have great, maybe you don't have great parents, but you have a great brother or sister that you're connected with. Maybe you just have someone in your life that you're so closely connected with that they're going to help give you that positivity and you're going to have positive within that interaction when everything else is going bad. But that could be the one spark that helps you see the positiveness in life, see where you can continue to go with it and build upon that so that you can take some of those negatives and replace them with positives. And just, it's something where you, I don't know the best way to put it, but it's when you're in that negative, it's hard to focus on the positive. But when you're in the positive, there's also those negatives that still creep in. So you want to understand the negatives while trying to bring them back to a positive. So you're more on that, you know, equilibrium spectrum or maybe tilting more towards the positive side because, you know, we're all lucky just to be alive at this point. And I think it was something where you as a human, you have like a one in 400 trillion chance of becoming a human for everything that's born in this life, one in 400 yeah. trillion. And you were that one, like you were, yeah, totally. you, you got to be that one. You Pretty got ridiculous. to be in this awesome place. So like, I understand that society is not fair. It's not perfect. It isn't, but 
at the same time, mentally, there's certain things that we can do to try and bring more focus on the positive things and kind of build up that momentum so things continue to get better. Dude, yeah, that's it. Like anytime I was in my worst states, the the simplest things were the things that got you out of it, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, just a text from a friend, right? Just like nothing, but just like, hey, man, hope you're doing okay. If I wasn't and I got that, I was like, that's the point. That right there is why you need to keep trying to get better and try to understand what's going on in my mental head because that person there has taken time just to send me a message when I didn't expect it. That was the thing. Someone holds a door, even just a stranger, they hold the door Mm. for you and you're like, oh, thanks, man. You feel like a validated person. You know what I mean? And see, when you feel like absolute shit, then those tiny little things can make such a huge difference to you. Do you know what I mean? You're entirely right. Like when you, especially when you're in the negative place, it feels like positivity is hard to find, but it's not just look for positivity in other people. Like, man, I had no idea. But like, I think, I think a lot of people say people are pretty inherently negative. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You think about yep. like the news and all that stuff. I kind of completely think the opposite. Like, I think if you, if you meet someone, they're more likely to want to help you than to hurt you. Do you know what I mean? I understand where you're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. So in that negative space, in that frame of mind, focus on people and that's what's going to get you better. You know, like find the right people as well. Don't focus on bad people, but you get my point. I get your point. Even when it comes to another side of it as well, because when I was going through stuff and it was really bad and it was seemed like, you know, positivity was never coming around whatsoever. It was finding something positive that I could do for myself that might jumpstart that. And it kind of came with, you know, kind of feeding the positive of other people. For me, when nothing seemed like it was going right, when nothing seemed like it was positive, when that would never even like feel like smiling again, I decided to say screw it. And I bought tickets to go to a, just to a, like I was like a two day music festival, but I only bought tickets for the one day, specifically because Rise Against was headlining. And that was the first day it was, I, I hated everything that was going on in life. I, I couldn't get away from the negative, but for that hour and a half that they went on stage, I thought about nothing. Yeah. I was just in the moment. And then last song jumped in my first mosh pit. And at the end of that, I'm like, you know what? Things are still not good in life. Things are still not good, but I have this piece of positivity to start building on. Yeah, that's it, man. That's, I, I, you just need to find your version of that or mm-hmm. well, other people need to find their version of that. But you're you're all right, man. Like I've got I've got weird little coping mechanisms that are nothing like what you've just said, but they make me ecstatically happy, and that's I need that, you know. And you're exactly right. Just find your thing, find the thing that you can build on. Yeah, and it could be something as simple as maybe talking to your mom, talking to your dad, talking to a friend, talking to your brother or sister, talking to a loved one. It could be something as simple as maybe you know you're going out somewhere and you hold the door open for someone, and that person says thank you. Now you're spreading that positivity out and maybe that's the thing that gets it. It's kind of the things where I know it's not easy to find, but just you can try just these simplest things. Maybe try and find something that you just enjoy. Find something that you find comfort in and start to build off of that. You got to start by, you can start on the foundation of building back that positivity somewhere by, uh, by the simplest thing, the thing that makes you the most comfortable. That's where you can start. Yeah, totally, man. And one of the biggest things you just said there for me, right? Keep it short and everything. But see if you're just trying to be a nice person. You're gonna feel better, right? Like what you throw out into the world is what you get back. And such a major thing. Mm-hmm. So just be sound. Right. We had a we had an old drummer 
he used to he used to say it's like it's total not even funny right but i just love it i imagine it every day mm. but he just we turned around we're in a van once and we're on tour and he just turned around and he's like man imagine not being sound and like just like was total confused at the idea of how someone can be a horrible person he's like just imagine that like imagine being not sound and we're like ah and then now anytime anyone sees like anyone act like a bit of a dick or anything we're like man imagine not being sound <laughs> it's such a thing just just be just be sound just be cool you know like and the world of threes and bones yeah you're absolutely right it's kind of you know when you put that energy on the world it comes back to you it's if you're looking for positivity you're gonna find it if you're looking for negativity you're gonna find it because your mind is focused on trying to find that and it's gonna be attracted to that so it's weird because people talk about you know like manifesting like oh i'm gonna manifest this thing for me it's kind of like you're putting yourself in the mindset for to be able to look for that and to be able to go for that and kind of be attracted to that that's kind of the whole well, person and it works with positivity as well if you want to find positivity on the world f- focus it on it look for it and put some out in the world as well open the door for someone simply maybe you're at a restaurant and you just tell the waiter or waitress thank you. Like if they give you something, just simply say thank you. And they might give you a big smile and say, you're welcome. And that could be the thing that just starts it up. It could be that simple. Yeah, dude. Like that's the whole thing. Like I spent far too long, like staying indoors and like just wallowing in self-pity, not knowing what was going to happen and being scared of like my own life and everything. It was a horrible feeling. And like, when you let go of that and just try and focus on the good like that, that feels good, man. You ever like, I don't know. I've never helped an old lady across the street. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's <laughs> the first thing that came to my head from like cartoons from the nineties. Yeah. But I imagine if you did, it would feel pretty good. And like those little moments in life, like if you can just find those little moments where you feel proud of yourself or when you feel happy that you've maybe affected someone else's life in a positive light. Mm. That's like key to happiness for me anyway. I can ex- see exactly where you're coming from this because I still remember this. I was 17 years old. I was going for a run and I almost got to the end of it. And this guy was staying on the corner of this one street. I was about like two, three blocks away. And he just stopped there and was like staring at me as I was running towards him. Like, who the heck is this guy? It, it was, it was a guy I was best friends with and I was kids and him. And I kind of stopped talking for a while just because just the way life kind of went. Said hi to him and he's like, hey, I'm going for a walk. You want to come with? I could have said no at that point and finished my run. But I just said, yeah, because I hadn't talked to him in a while. He said he had some things he just wanted to talk to someone about. Okay, let's try and put some positivity out in the world. We talked and he's my best friend again. He became my best friend literally again after that moment. We started hanging out together again, started doing all this stuff. And our lives both completely changed for the pot, for the better because he asked me to go for a walk because he wanted to talk about some stuff. And I said, yes. Yeah, it was. Have you ever seen that? that you seen that movie? Uh, yes, man. Yes, <laughs> dude, that is the best. Like the the word yes opens the door, and the word no closes it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that that's the perfect example of that, right there. See if you just said no, you wouldn't know the guy still. Yeah, if I would have said no, I may never have you know become friends with him again. I never would have become friends with a lot of the people I'm still friends with today because we kind of just started on this different like path. Started hanging out with different people. We started hanging out with people we used to hang out with too. Uh, all of a sudden, it just happened, and it's just yeah, because man. we were putting that positive out there. And the and yes, man, is absolutely perfect because even though in the movie it's like you always say yes to everything. I love at the end of the movie where it's like you don't have to say yes to everything. 
saying yes to everything in the beginning is to open up to the idea of being open to these things and saying, you know what? Maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe I'll try it because instead of feeling like you have to, it's because you want to. Yeah, totally, man. That's it. And like, how scary is it, right? That's you're just saying that like through that one little thing, you like reconnected with your best friend, right? How Mm -hmm. scary is it that you had a 50-50 chance in that moment to make that decision, which completely shaped like the rest of your life. Do you know what I mean? And you had a 50-50 chance where you could have just said, oh, no, man, I'm going to finish this run. And that, that would have been it. And your life would be completely different. And like, that's, that's mental. I never even thought about it from that aspect where it was simply a flip of the coin that could have, that would have taken my life in two drastically different directions. Totally, man. Scary. Based. I never thought I was going to get this deep into this on the, like I've gotten <laughs> deep on the podcast, before, but damn, <laughs> like this yeah. is something completely different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think about that stuff all the time. I'm, chronic overthinker so anytime there's like one decision to make i go through every possible scenario in my head to try and figure out what could happen each way to then pick the best one and it means that i'm incredibly boring to be around because it takes me an hour to do anything but it's good it works for me if if it works for you and if it works for you to find that positive side in life then absolutely go for it and again just kind of just bringing this all the way back to recovery once again where now you think about that story i just we just had i told you my best friend Literally, you know, I could flip a coin. It could have been the other way. I could have written, we could have written a song about just going the other way and how life could have gone. All these different directions. You never know what I could have gotten into. What would have happened? What have even made it out of 2017 alive at that point? You never know. But, but here's the biggest but. The coin didn't flip that way. Yeah. The coin flipped the other way. I made the other decision and that's where the positive side comes into it where, you know, maybe it was, could life have gotten being even crazier, better if I would have continued on that run? Maybe. I never know. But am I happy to the point where, where that decision led to now? Yeah. So why would I change it? Totally, man. That's it. Well, damn. Now I want to listen to the rest of recovery after this. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm starting to get all in like my like happiness, emotional feels right now, man. Why'd you do this to me, Mark? I'm sorry, man. I'm a, I'm an emotional man. I feel like anybody that listens is going to be like doing the same thing. Just kind of, again, hearing the stories that you've told, hearing the stories I've told and hearing how they kind of mix in with this idea of positivity, putting out positive stuff in the world, trying to take those negatives in a certain direction and just really refocus them and try and build up on this positive foundation to be the best person you can be, not only for the people around you, but specifically for yourself as well. You know, people are going to put their own stories into it as well. Think about the decisions they have made and build up on the positive where even if you're not doing so well, again, you can find positivity in sometimes the smallest things. And that can be the foundation piece helps you build up to a different positive perspective in life going forward. That's it, man. Like if you look at this specific situation that we're in right now, I have never spoke a word to you before you said hello to me, right? Mm-hmm. On this thing right now, an hour ago or something, right? Yeah. After this, I've just had a conversation with someone halfway across the world. It was lovely. I got to chat with someone. I made a new pal. I had a great time. I like got to explore some emotions, got to explore how I feel, tell some stories about my life and stuff. This is class. And all it was was an hour on two, you know? All, it's, all it was. It's a, it's a beautiful little thing that just like, like you said, it's it can seem as nothing, but for the rest of the night, I'm going to be like, that guy was class. I like that guy. And then, you know, that's, that's my night better instantly <laughs> from an hour chat. Yeah, that's going to be the rest of my day better, too, because I still got the whole rest of the day to go after recording this. You know, go to the gym. Think about all the other things I have to do today. But the fact of the matter is, like, you know what? This was an absolute positive. 
I can always go back to this conversation, even think about this. Well, when I start working on this episode, starting to put everything together for it and start editing it, you know, doing all the extra stuff for it. It's going to be one of those where it's, you know, listening back to it. It's going to be something where it's going to be a little bit heavy, but at the same time, like I know positivity came from it. I know how I felt after this. I don't get to talk to someone again, halfway around the world, like you did. Never spoke to you before we said hello, but before I said, hey, man, can you hear me? Yeah, totally. <laughs> that, that was the first thing I said. And after an hour, you know, we had this intense conversation, great conversation. And in the end, it was ends up all being about positivity. And I feel great after this. So if this is the way that the conversation we were able to have, and this is the first time we talk, imagine the positiveness that people are going to get from listening to recovery for the first time. It's the thing, man. It's exactly that. That kind of almost sums up the record. You'll listen to it. You'll get a couple of moments where you'll feel down, uh, a couple of moments where it's maybe a little bit intense. And then hopefully by the end, you should realize that like the end goal for everyone and what we're saying as a band and everything is that like, it's just, it's time to get better. It's just for everyone. It's just time to get better. And that's, I think that's almost what we've had this whole conversation about. So. I, I absolutely and this conversation essentially has been a microcosm of the whole entire album yeah kind of <laughs> which is insane and i can't think of a better way to end this podcast with that so mark as we bring it to its conclusion one thing i'd like to do is give my guest which is you a chance to say whatever you want to say plug you want to plug promote or promote at the end of the podcast so my friend the floor is yours oh exciting okay well my name is Mark. Sometimes I go by Tyndall. That's my second name. That's that's cool. Uh, I play in Tequila Achilles. We have a new album called Recovery. It's coming out on the 11th of August via Rising Empire. It is the best thing me and my four idiot friends have ever done with our lives. And if anyone would like to check it out, then that would mean the world. Uh, I'm not a pushy guy, but I like it. I hope you do too. Uh, also, if anyone ever wants to chat, just hit us up. We're nice enough people. So cheers for listening to me ramble. And uh, oh, one last thing. The rest of my band are the talented ones. So I'm apologizing that you got me. That's (laughs) that's it. Oh, that's a great way. But now it's time. You know, you said you're not going to be very pushy. Time for me to be pushy about this. So when recovery comes out on August 11th, you're going to want to go check it out. You're going to want to listen to it. Follow everything that To Kill Achilles has online. Check out their music videos. Check out their merch. Go support these guys. And the best way to do all of that, stay in touch with them. Go to Script for the Podcast, which says find To Kill Achilles online. You're going to see links and labels for everything. So you have no excuse not to get to them. I'm putting in all the hard work for you. I have to just click a link and go. I'm doing it for you. So do it too. Now it's time for number two. So Mark, whenever you're this podcast, I enjoy having this podcast. I tend to make a certain promise to him as a way to say, thank you for being on the podcast. And as a way for me to say, I would like to continue to support the band in any way I can in the future. So this is my promise to you, sir. It's not an if. If implies this might not happen, and I hate that. This is a when. When implies this is going to happen. We just don't have a day or time yet. So when I get to see Perform Live for the first time with To Kill Achilles, and we go through all the, you know, heavy emotional stuff, and at the end of the day, we're feeling good, and you're like, man, I'm right. I'm feeling good. Let's go grab a drink. First round's on me. I entirely accept, but... I'm getting you back on second. Then I'm good. That is fair. I'm down with that. Cool. Sounds great, man. Perfect. And now to bring this to its full conclusion, I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye for a number of reasons. One, this is a lot of fun and I would love to have you back on again in the future. And two, I made you a promise and I'm not about to break that promise. So this is not goodbye, my friend. This is, I'll see you later. Yeah, I'll see you later, man. That's class. Woo!
Well, well, folks, that was my interview with Mark from the band to kill Achilles. Now it's time for Kevin's final thought. I did not expect to go that deep into emotions and positive, you know, bringing ups in this episode. But I'm glad we did because when we took a look at the bands, you know, at the beginning of the episode, from their records, something to remember me by, and really going in deep with some of the troubles that we can have in life, the emotions, a lot of the negativity that can come through, it can be pretty rough, and at times it can feel like there is never any end to that negativity coming in our lives. However, and it's a big however, we turn around, especially how they turn around in the album recovery, which is coming again on August 11th, and focusing on the positive side of things. Yes, there are these things that are bad, these things that you have to go through, like we didn't even get into in the album, but talking about how you know, we don't, especially a lot of us in the world, we don't want to follow along with this societal, you know, work nine to five, go home, watch Netflix, sleep and repeat kind of lifestyle. We want more out of it. We have a different ambition for it or dealing with, uh, dealing with problems where, you know, people are constantly trying to push, you know, drugs in us to just mask the problem and not try and fix it in a actual light just to, you know, cover it up and not actually figure out what the issue is and fix it from a mental standpoint, going through addictions with alcohol, going through addictions with anything around that and trying to break the chain from that. And again, judging people by based on like what they look on different, like quantifiable status symbols rather than their character. This is something that we really went through when it came to their, your character, going through this stuff, building up on the positivity of it, just finding the small bits of positivity to really build yourself back up to go from the negative to the positive. Remember, we're, he, Mark is a musician. Mark produces music. He is into Kill Achilles. I'm not a therapist. I work on data sets and I podcast like this. I want to do this full time, but we're not, you know, therapists. We're not medically trained for this. We don't have degrees in this. We don't have licenses for this. But we've gone through this stuff for us. So we're sharing our experiences with you so you can help connect with To Kill Achilles Music, help connect to their experiences, connect to our experiences, connect to your experiences, and we can find positivity and build up on that once again. So remember, positivity, we can find anywhere. And if you feel like you hope, all hope is gone, Start at the very bottom and because that's going to be where you can build up on that foundation and grow from there. I want to thank Mark for being on this podcast. When it comes to recovery coming out on August 11th and finding everything that Kill Achilles has to offer, go to the description of this podcast where it says find to Kill Achilles online. Links labels are there for everything that they do. Also, make sure you're liking and subscribing to the Corporate Garage Podcast and like button right down here. Hit the subscribe button right over here as we do episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. You can also subscribe on our audio streams as well. Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. Please follow us on social media, Facebook, and Instagram are the preferable two of the options. So go and do those. And we're going to have t-shirts coming out real soon, guys. So be aware of that. Also, I want to thank Phoenix Fitness for sponsoring this podcast. Remember, 20% off using the code CPP20 at FNXX.com. The description of the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Thank you, Mark. Remember, first rounds on me and I can see To Kill Achilles play live for the first time. Positivity. Oh, yeah. On that note, that's for you guys. Thank you for watching. Listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I end every single one. of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!